I am Lucas Mack, and I'm on a mission to see the hurting get healed and the healed go out and heal others in order for all of us to experience the true love and light we desire. This podcast is me sharing my journey with you so you don't feel alone in your journey. Welcome to the Golden Rule Revolution. Hello, my brothers and sisters, and welcome back to another episode of the Golden Rule Revolution. I am Lucas Mack, and it's such a pleasure having you join. Truly, thank you. Thank you for listening. I see everyone listening from all around the world. I see, I, well, I see the countries that, that are listening all around the world and the numbers, and um, it's humbling. It's an honor to have you take your time out to listen to these messages. And so I thank you and I honor you and truly am grateful. Today, I have the pleasure of bringing back Lori Martinez with another beautiful sister, Arthi. And I didn't check actually how to say your last name, sister, I'm sorry. Um, Marty, I think. And Arthi and Lori did an ancestral session together. And in order, Lori gave it away the last time she was on. And in order to win, the person had to be willing to come on and share their story. And this was such a beautiful, beautiful episode. Arthi, thank you. Incredible. I'm so glad we met. You're such a blessing to me. Every time you comment, it touches my heart. And Lori, you're such a brilliant light and beautiful soul. Both of you are. And so thank you for coming on. And everyone, I know you'll really enjoy this conversation. My dear sisters, I am so I am so honored to have you both on the podcast. Lori, you have been such a blessing to me in my home, my with Lori, my wife, and um and then how cool that Arthi, you get connected you, and we're connected through Tracy and they're the family that is being built. The soul family on this planet is incredible. It is incredible. It is incredible. <laughs> and people are right. So, beautiful. Yeah. so thank you both for coming on. Um, Lori, how are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I am fine. I having. A little bit of technological things here, but I am fine. I am so happy to be, you know, to be, um, I don't want to call myself guy because I don't want to put myself in a pedestal. Mm. Uh, and the medicine comes from within. So I'm so happy to be able to open that chest, that treasure chest that everyone has inside. I feel like I'm the opener. I'm like, look at what you had here. <gasps> look at that oh my god look at that like i just go with my flashlight and show them all the beauty within so beautiful it's so beautiful and, and arthi how like tell me your experience of uh, <laughs> did you hear Lori and i's first episode and what has been your perception like listening to all that um yeah, so I've she's been on the show a couple of times, I think, once a while back. Um, so I listened to both of them, and 
You know, it's this funny thing about like soul family or community or however we choose to call it, because there's there's so many people who do so much amazing work mm, yes. and it's all beautiful and it's all in service and you know and you feel it and you're cheering them on. And then in my experience, Lori comes on and before I know it, I'm already texting before I know it. Like, I'm just like, finish talking so you can give me your website because I didn't catch your last name. And I'm fast forwarding and rewinding to like, and I'm just like um, trying to get in touch. And even how I got in touch with her was so colorful. It was over a span of several weeks. I messaged on some platform and she was away. And then I had to deal with this, oh, you oh, she's so busy and should I even be doing this? Mm. You know, she didn't reply in the five seconds that I allow a person to reply. (laughs) You know, so all of this, like you're, it's this, it's kind of a full body thing, right? So I'm already doing this action and then my mind's like running Mm. and I want to do this work, but it's been a week. So it's this, it's kind of a whole experience. It's almost like the experience starts when I first reach out, let alone, and you know, it builds up to when we do the session and then it continues way after the session. And so that was my experience of listening to her on your podcast, which is the first time um, I had, I'd heard of her and this, this amazing work and something about the, the, you know, her, her voice and how she explained and interpreted what she saw. And I'm guilty um, oftentimes when I work with people, I will deify them. I'll have, because we all grew up in this hierarchical structure. And so everyone's above. Um, And so I have been working with that quite a bit. And I had the same thing with her as well, Um, you know, cause like, she's just look at her, she's stunning and beautiful. And then I'm all insecure you know, all of the negative thoughts and patterns and it it was very forefront. Mm -hmm. And so in working before we even spoke, like the moment she appeared on zoom, I was like, that's all nonsense that can go. And now we can work together, you know, as, as equals as sisters in community all together, sort of that native American way of, you know, where it's a circle. Yes. And so we uplift each other, not by being higher or better, but by being who we are and shining this way so that everyone lifts up. And it's very different than the traditional hierarchy that we all have grown up in. Right. So that's my experience of Lori. That is so beautiful. beautiful. You know, that, that has been something that I've always felt that we are to lock arms with one another and walk with each other versus this narrative of, and everyone and I did this podcast the other day with uh, Cindy Edison and she had this really beautiful diagram. I usually think, I don't know why, but I think moving forward in time is to the right. I don't know why my mind thinks okay. future is to the right. I have no idea why, but I was only aware of this thinking that I had subtly or whatever it was subconsciously because she drew. Um, and then obviously there's like Ascension going high, but she was talking about moving forward forward and advancement into the 5d and i thought that was such a beautiful thing it reminded me of like we're all locked arms we're all walking in this path together and so it's beautiful to hear how you both connected i actually i just i feel i have to bring this up because Lori and i talked about this like we're i'm a huge like avengers fan like the cinematic universe and you know even the comic books a little bit when i was younger and it's that thing right like when they are working together like afterwards like as 
fans or people, we, we have this discussion on who's more powerful, but really they all work together where each of their unique um, abilities and their their strengths and some of them aren't even superheroes right like some like Hawkeye and like just him, a dude with a bow and arrow yeah. and then you have all of these people and the the brilliance of that is how everyone comes together does not step on each other's toes and like you said like lock hands and do whatever it is that they're trying to do yes but yes it, and you know if you had two people who did the same thing, they would actually clash. So you need that difference. That's right. And that truly celebrating that difference and then knowing how to work with it. Yes. That's really yeah. the beauty of humanity, Lori. Yeah, like what, what, what's your experience been with this? No, I was just going to share that <clears throat> it was really funny because uh, when I was at school and they were like explaining us all the different theories in psychology so there's different branches there is the humanistic there is the cognitive this the um, unconscious mind the one that has to do with uh, the freud freudian line and it was really funny because it has everything to do with what you guys are uh, saying which is the position in this case that the therapist takes on so according to the theory the therapist will be either aligned with the patient or in a higher hierarchy mm. they believe that that particular theory believe that being higher hierarchy would create a better effect in the person which is you know like these theories are so old some of them that at that time in that matrix maybe that made sense somehow because people was looking to get the knowledge, the medicine, the healing from outside. But now we're moving into a place in the world where we need to be aligned with each other because as the, I believe that's the only way we can create like really these um, new matrix if we are aligning with each other, not one over the other one because then the connection won't be heart to heart. Yes, that's right. So I, I love that. I love that. Um, you guys brought that into the conversation because it's the only way to really, truly connect is heart to heart, same level. That's right. And you know, most of the time, it's not that people are not to be elevated. We should be lifting everyone up, but it's also to remind ourselves that we are to be elevated as well. And I think that's where the, the trick comes in that, and Jesus said, I don't call you servants. I call you friends. And that is a massive truth that gets um, missed. He's not, yes, he was a teacher and he was a rabbi and he was a great person. And so was everyone listening to him. And he was reminding them of that. And so often we fall prey to this like lower Form, and that is not the case. It's like everyone walk on water, everyone rise, everyone bring your gifts, everyone bring your color and your beauty and your scent and your fragrance and your, and your ideas. Like everyone come and let us create together. Let us live together. Let us dance and play together. And this is what's happening. Have fun. Yes. Have yeah. Fun. Live. Yes. yes. <laughs> oh. You know, there's, I, I think, you know, we, I'm sure all of us have like, this is the biggest lie. But for me, what's, what's relevant for me now is the, the lie of complacency being safe, mm. right? Like, 
Um, I have done some spiritual work for the last seven, eight, nine years, and I am better in, in a better place within myself than I was before. And now I'm done. And so it's very easy. And I see it in myself all the time. It's very easy for me to sort of make a philosophy about it. And I'll catch myself when I'm speaking to somebody else and they're, you know, struggling with something. And I'm like, oh, this is how. And as soon as I say it, some part of me is like, mm, is this how? Like, you know, this whole the way versus a way, like yes, your yes, way. Yes. And so I've been, um, you know, especially the last couple of weeks as I've, and I'm thankful that it has come into my consciousness because I don't want to recreate, you know, doctrines and philosophies. Like that's clearly not what I'm here for. And if something worked for me, I can share it with you. And then you decide if it works for you. Yes. And mm. it's nothing to do with me. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, um, actually, uh, I think I should mention this. So I was talking to Laura to book um, this session, like the, the, the session that I won. And uh, so I have a sister, um, you know, similar upbringing as me. And she, she knows where I'm going with this. So my sister is, so while I grew up very, you know, disconnected, um, I grew up, I grew up feeling very disconnected from my family. I had an imagine, a very, like you were talking about domes earlier. I had this dome imaginary world that I lived in just because my young self never felt, you know, safe, understood. I was very confused as to why I was, you know, on this planet. My sister, on the other hand, is this person who, you know, from when she was five or six lived lives to this day with this inordinate amount of vibrance and confidence in herself. Like she's just always been that, you know, that star student, you know, five years after she graduated high school, everyone, every teach, she was the joy to teach. And then I show up later and teachers are like, there's no joy. Here. Like what? Like, who, how are you really like, how are you related was the number one question our teachers wow. would ask. And they would tell me to my face, how are you related to her? And so that's how, you know, she's amazing. Um, and as part of, you know, she works in finance. She's um, very structured and rational, prides in it. Like her mind is brilliant and gifted. Mm -hmm. And she's also a very compassionate person. Um, that being said, she doesn't do this type of work like the the wildest thing she's ever done is you know gone to see my osteopath you know like it's just not really you know and even that I had to be like so osteopathy you know so working with Laura talking to her a little bit mm -hmm. and I just heard tell your sister and I was like no how do I how do I even explain ancestry like how do I explain channeling and so I didn't think about it called up my sister and I was like listen this is the work I'm doing. You know, there's some family stuff we have going on. So if you're interested, so for 45 minutes, I had to explain to her, you know, what is channeling? Where is it coming from? Who is this woman exactly? How did you meet her? And just very practical questions. And I'm so thankful for that experience because I got to explain it mm -hmm. in this way that's sort of outside. So if I call one of my friends and I'm like, oh, ancestral healing, they know exactly what I'm talking about. Right. But to explain it to someone who doesn't know, who doesn't have this language, this dictionary, it was amazing. So my sister had a session with Laura. Oh, wow. And, yeah. uh, 
Like Lori, what was that like? Without giving the the specific details, how was that? It was it was pretty amazing because then you you start getting a bigger picture of the family dynamics Mm. and you know the ancestral baggage and gift and the reasons you kind of start putting more puzzle piece together and you see like why like to me it's very clear why they came into this family and it's also been a common pattern that a lot of awakened souls came to like not to say not awakened parents they're just not there yet and lineages are kind of just dormant, gray, like passive. So all these beautiful souls, of course, um, including these beautiful souls at um, Poja and and um, Aria, sorry, my throat. <laughs> these beautiful souls, we're coming into these lineages to kind of like revive them, hmm. to heal them, to bring up all the gifts because behind all those behind and under all these old paradigms and these old matrix and all these dormant like appearance of these lineages there's so much richness Mm. but also it's beautiful seeing how these souls are coming into these lineages precisely to illuminate them and elevate them by breaking the old paradigm. So I'm super proud of Poja and Ariel <laughs> because they're doing, I mean, they're doing a wonderful job. They're super committed also with the work because that's the other part. Like <clears throat> I would say that what I do is 10%, 20%, but the other 80, 90% comes from the commitment yes. Yes. to yourself to heal, to go within, to go and claim that medicine for you and bring it outside. So it's also very beautiful to see how they have they have made this a part of their life and they're starting to see like little you know little things here and there changing even if they're like not a huge step when you know the family lineage and the traditional way of relationships and dynamics when you see the way things that start to shift a little bit is mm. just so beautiful. And I'm so, I mean, beyond honor to be part of it. Mm. It's such you, a, a sorry. beautiful gift. No, go for it, sister, go. No, I, I was just wondering, do you work with a lot of you know, like <laughs> siblings or parent-child? Like, has is that... Um, so like my sister and I worked with you, uh, we, we each had sessions, but is that common? Like, do people come in their family unit? It's so funny that you should say that. Normally it's kind of just one. Mm-hmm. Then with time, maybe another one comes and <clears throat> that's when I start seeing the puzzle. It's not the most common, but I have had like a family of seven. All of them came and then I saw the picture like bigger and broader. And I was like, oh my God, beautiful. Like beautiful day. Like that family that came on together one by one, but like we're working together. They can literally get together and do real magic. And I told them that like, you guys can just 
go in a circle, do magic. Wow. And we all can, but like I saw all their gifts together and I was like, again, it, it, it was like from a movie, which is, you know, movies are secretly showing us our reality. Yeah, that's right. There's, there's something I've been, when I coach people um, or even when I'm talking to friends, the person that you think you are, you are. Like deep down, not the not the limiting beliefs, not the the low vibrational self-talk, but I mean deep down. The person <laughs> that you're working, you think someday you'll achieve, you actually are that. We are, because we cannot conceive that which we are not. Therefore, anything that comes into our mind and our consciousness is the truth of our being. And a way when you say they can do magic, yes, we can do all sorts of things. And there's just been this. I'm playing with this idea right now. How is it that the dark side, those that have chosen to play with the dark energy, like use the Star Wars, for instance, those who have gone to the dark side, never drop in that awareness of the dark side energy. But those in the good side have to work to stay in that good side energy. And so I'm playing with this idea and I'm, I've been sitting with perhaps there are frequencies like radio waves just in our own very just right wherever we are that tune us lower but our job when we rise to that level and let our minds go and let our imaginations be creative and understand that we can telepathically communicate with each other and let us like really take hold on the truth of our existence there's nothing that can stop us. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. You know, and like we do though. I mean, like my mom is, she's so funny because she's very, um, so I've, I've actually done ancestral, um, I've done this, um, this line of work called womb healing. Uh, many, many years ago, I had a very damaged, distant relationship with my mom. And so six, seven years ago, maybe uh, I started doing this work and the quality of our relationship changed significantly over a span of a few years so now it's a relationship of much more authenticity and honesty and we can allow each other to be more of of who the person actually is Mm. and so you know that's all lovely all amazing but my mom will often say oh you know if she's struggling with something she'll tell me and I'm like oh this is a way you would look at it and she's like oh you're too you know woke or whatever she'll use some word and the funny thing is my mom knows exactly what is happening. She's so intuitive. Actually, my dad is too. It's just, they'll just know things are wrong or, or you know, they'll, they'll send me something or they'll say something. And like my dad will be like, oh, you should upgrade your phone. One week later, my phone will break. And I'm like, what, H- how did you know this? <laughs> and so, and like, you know, and so this whole chat list, you know, we have this dynamic of, you know, what, what awakened people like are and look like, and, you know, you can categorize, oftentimes we categorize our parents as they don't know, but I don't know if that's like, I see that to them, you know, they'll see it and they're like, yeah, you know, I knew that happened, but you know, no one listens to me anyway. Like they'll see the other thing they won't see. And so to your point, um, again, because I'm obviously a massive geek and have watched all, all the star, everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, my, 
I think it's actually similar to what you're saying. I think the, the dark is easier for the, like in Star Wars, because there's this emotion, right? There is loss, lack, fear. Yes. And so when you project or work from that, because they are powerful emotions. Yes. Um, you know, it, like if like, the Punisher comes to mind, right? Like this character is not any less sad one year from now that his family was killed. Like that fuels him. Yes. Like if you yes. actually watch the entire series. Yes. So, you know, revenge, hate, anger, fuel him. When you work with the light though, um, like there is emotion there, but you know, with love comes neutrality and knowing and peace. And that, you know, if something bad happened, I'm not gonna fall to revenge and come from there. I'm gonna choose a different source. And that's why the, in the light, we may doubt ourselves a little bit more because we have to acknowledge that the dark exists. So great frequency or whatever that is and um, integrate it, overcome it, and then choose um, whatever is animating us fueling us that is not revenge hate trauma something you did to me 15 years ago so on and so forth that's a great insight that, that <laughs> yeah with the emotions present it is emotion right like emotion <clears throat> and that, like emotion, so if yeah. the force flows through all of us and i choose to you know do something um harmful and the force is equally moving through you and moving through me the really the only thing different is um, like what I'm doing with it, yeah. right? I, I am choosing to then with the, like Harry Potter is a great example. You have like dark wizards and light, like they're all magical people. Yes. Um, but they're where they come from, their baggage, their intention, the accumulation of bad traumatic things that have happened to them, their ideas, their ideology, all that create emotions and then they come from there. Mm. And so when you, you know, good, I was thinking about this today, like, like a, a good, magician in Harry Potter. So like Neville Longbottom's character, this child who's not very good at magic in the early days, but he's also a person who doubts himself a lot. Once he overcomes his doubt, he is as good and powerful a wizard with a good heart as anyone else. It's just his power is blocked by his doubt for the first couple of books. Mm. Yeah. So That's yeah, it's all colors that we get to play with now. Yeah. And another thing <clears throat> when it comes to why being in the dark is easier um, than being in the light, quote unquote, because, you know, when you're awake, you're like, how could you be there? This is hard work, but how could you be there? Right. It's because it means that you have to emancipate from everything you've known mm. and from everything you have had control over. And that has, has control over you. So when you take into account the human brain, how it seeks survivor, survival, sorry, it's just engraved so much in our DNA to look for survive, <clears throat> survival and for someone to tell us from the outside what to eat, how to eat, when to work, when to wake up when to go to school, when to smile, when to not smile, when to cry, when not to cry. So it becomes mm -hmm. through our upbringing and the programming that happens in those first years, it becomes easier. Also, it doesn't mean I have to take, I don't have to take responsibility of what I do. It becomes easier to get everything from outside, mm -hmm. to be told what to do, how to feel, how to 
navigate this, how to be is easier than having to discover and emancipate when you emancipate from all forms of control outside you is when you really meet your light, when you really start realizing yes. that you are a God, that you are a goddess, you're a child of God yes. and everything you need is within. And in the society we've been brought up, that's a very scary picture because it's like, okay, no one else is going to tell me anymore what to do. So what do I do? Yeah. How am I going to be? And I love that, right? It, if I rely on you to tell me how to, I don't know, interact in society, what to wear, where to, you know, everything. And if something goes wrong, you told me to do it. It's your fault. It's just so much easier. I don't, and like, we're not really taught, like I had to learn that as, as like way into adulthood to learn to take, actually take ownership and accountability for myself. And that's, that is not an easy thing when you grow up in this, polarity right like there's a right and a wrong so if I choose wrong it's I have to blame myself but this like you know what's uh, I think what's called the middle way um where it's beyond right and wrong it's not you know Lori had technical problems today that's not her fault or wrong or all of these things it allowed us to it allowed you and I to chat a little bit more so is that bad horrible wrong no it's perfect right Right. I and so is, yeah, like, and everything is, and it's, it's, I mean, you've gone through your whole finding God through religion, right? Like what is perfect is changing. What is God is changing. What feels like this idea that everything is perfect and everything is love. And even a horrible thing that happens, happens for me, with me, not to me. Like those are, those are hard, hard concepts. Yes. Very. I mean, Maybe the, not the hardest, maybe the hardest concept for the first step to unlocking like the fullness of like where we can go. Because there's, I, not to get into the details of my story, because I want to hear about your session with Lori more, but that verse in, in Romans, Romans 8, 28, and we know all things work together for good to them who love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose, used to just infuriate me. Because here I was suffering under this, massive insane trauma and going to church and everyone saying god bless you and oh and this patty cake christianity and this like suffocating smugness and no one knew or no one if they knew they didn't do anything to help and i'm like how is this all working together for my good but now on the other side i'm like of course because if someone was going to be the hero i would want to be the hero I broke that cycle. No one else like that was a gift. And I was sharing yesterday, I was teaching this course that my parents gifted me that gift to be the one that broke it. And I broke it. I broke it and I don't hold anything account to them. I understand they gave me that gift and That doesn't mean that the, that we're worth that. It doesn't mean that we have to be in relationship with those that are not healthy. It doesn't mean that those that are not safe, we have to put ourselves into that, but it's to understand that if someone's going to be the hero, why not us? And we get to be that. And we get to then understand that everything is neutral and everything is, is the meaning towards it. I could be a victim all my life that my 
body is, I have a lot of trauma still physically. I have a lot of stuff that I deal with. I could be a victim the rest of my life or I can be like, man, what a gift that I broke it. My children, I can share this message with the world. I'm like, wow. So I think that is such a beautiful concept, the middle road. Yeah. Um, so are these, talk about your experience, like going through that ancestral with Lori. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, so we've worked together a few times now, so I just want to make sure I reference the right <laughs> piece of work. So, um, I, I think where I was before the session, um, like I, I am just very blessed. Like it, it was actually funny. Like I did a session with Lori in December and I was like, I have all these problems and you know, I have to do want the Akash record work to like show me the path. This session, these last two although were a little bit different where mm. the knowing within me that I am so good. Mm. <laughs> I am so lucky. I am just blessed beyond blessed. And like, if I actually start like, I don't do gratitude meditations that much because it would be like the 24 hours to like, I would fill every minute with all the things that, you know, I'm grateful for. It would be so long. I wouldn't get anything done in the day. Um, and like that, that is just where I was at when I spoke to her. Um, yet I struggled with relationships, um, you know, like romantic partnership, this like perception of there's never anyone. And that if it's probably one of my only negative uh, patternings um, or, that stem from lack and scarcity. So in a way it was, it was very focused on that. And, and it was funny because I didn't actually, I booked the Akashic record uh, work with her and she's like no no you won the ancestral we'll do that and I'm like they can't help me with this Turns out they can. <laughs> that's awesome so I love her analogy when uh, just at the beginning of the the episode today when she said you know it's like unwrapping a present so if like your consciousness your past is a present and you know sometimes someone ties a gift in such a way that like it doesn't open nicely and so Lori's the person who is like here's a scissor or like the knot's actually there and she just helps you open it's your gift and she's in witness and she's watching you open and share it. So that's, that's how I would describe it. And so um, the hesitation and resistance, I think that a lot of people might have when they approach this work is sometimes we're just not ready. You know, some people have anxiety around their birthdays, like, cause it's too much attention and they don't know that's, and I had that too. Um, it's sort of like the day before it's like, oh, I have this session. Uh, am I really ready to receive? And that's for anyone who, you know, book sessions with Lori after like that to me is a natural and exciting part of the process. Um, I've worked with Tracy a really long time and she has this very interesting thing that she says that the body, like the nervous system cannot tell between fear and excitement. It reads it as the same thing. This elevated sense of something uncertain is coming. And so in that light, the fear associated with this new piece of work that you might be doing, and ancestral work isn't new to me, but it's, it's still new. Everything is new every second, every moment of every day. So that, you know, I'm, I'm again, so gifted, so blessed um, that I, I knew to receive that and sort of accept that as part of the process. Mm. So by the time, you know, it came time for the session and like Zoom popped up and, you know, our video and audio and everything's working. 
yeah. you know, I'm actually like ready to receive this. Mm-hmm. Um, that specific session had um, a lot of uh, sacred masculine that came healing the masculine in, in, in a lot of ways, which makes sense because partnership was the thing I was working with, um, sort of hidden hesitations and fears. Um, and so we talked about it a lot. I you know, had a lot of questions around it. And then the final, like towards the end when the meditation came, and again, it's, it's like that gift analogy, right? Like you working with Laura, like it creates this, um, and we talked about domes again today, like right? she, because of, because of her specific work that she has done in her life, the space she's able to hold is very large. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, th- we think that we are very, we can list all the things we perceive wrong with us, right? And it's just, it's very nice because I feel nothing will phase her. And because of that, because she's done her work. Yes. She's yeah. done it. It's, it's the difference between, and, um, I think she said this as well, like she only shares medicine that she has, that she's, it's, it's gone through her. So she knows it. Right. So when we talk about frequencies and resonance, that's, that's how and why she's able to create that space. And then our guides and our ancestors and, you know, the universe or, you know, plants and birds or whatever you work with, like your, whoever's here in the unseen realm that is here for you, love and above is there and it, you might see it, feel it, smell it, uh, perceive it. That This style of work is really easy for me. Like I do hear, see, smell, perceive. I don't know what the experience is like for someone who doesn't, but you, you feel, if the only thing you do is feel, you feel held, you feel safe. And I'm sorry to use that word because I know you don't like it. No, it's great. <laughs> You feel safe to explore. Like it's like someone opened your heart and now some crap is coming out. Some diamonds are coming out. Some whatever, a huge mixture of things is coming out beyond judgment. Yes. Um, And then you get to hold. And that was a a thing for me. I I struggle a little bit in my relationship with my father. Mm. Um, Just it's, it's not bad in any way. It's just we don't always see eye to eye communication is strained. And through this session, I was, I actually, she, one of the pieces that I had a hard time with in the first time we did it was I went back to like a small age where I was younger and my dad just held me mm-hmm. and I had to feel safe in that. And it wasn't very easy. The first few times I did it, it wasn't very easy for, and like, Again, nothing to do with my father. This is just how, or, you know, it, it's not about him. It's about how, how am I relating? What are the transactions that I am viewing in how we've interacted that weren't this? What am I bringing? How am I clouding my lens? And so I got to work through a lot of that and all of these masculine male um, um, ancestors showed up and we did this beautiful, like, you know, golden thread from my heart to their heart back to like, you know, the universe and, and, you know, it's, it's pure, it's beautiful. And we got to practice that again and again and again. And Lori's beautiful voice that really like, even her tone and her, you know, more than the words for me, it's the tone and the voice. And I know you appreciate this because, you know, cadence, pitch, all of that. Love is held, right? (laughs) So yeah, that was my session in in very quick summary. <laughs> wow. wow. <laughs> and Lori, when you're 
when did you first realize you could tap in and and access this space to hold for for others were you young when did you realize that the spiritual <laughs> giftings that you had i think i realized <clears throat> that it was something different about me from very young age mm. i always felt like the island but like <clears throat> literally at school i would sit by myself in the center everyone would be in different groups and mm. i remember not feeling bad about it and one day i would go and share with this group and then another day i'll share with this other group i just it felt very natural to me to be able to permeate others energies and allow them to experience mine without knowing at that time what it was mm. then when i started to do the work for my own healing <clears throat> so going to ceremonies doing ayahuasca doing um sweat lodges and all sorts of things people started the the facilitators started to tell me like your energy was holding helping me hold the energy of wow yeah the place together and i do remember consciously being like creating these bubbles of protection and love around all the people there even though i wasn't leading the session or just because I wanted them to be safe and feel loved. And I don't know, maybe from the lack, but maybe from me lacking of that, I went to the other stream where I wanted people to experience that I didn't have. Mm. But I connected with, I don't know, from very young age, I feel, I felt very loved by God, even though, it wasn't something I would see around. I felt very loved. I felt like I was very important to him. Wow. And then when I came to San Diego, the same thing started to happen. Like I would go to ceremonies and <clears throat> I don't know why I would like, okay, I'm going to create golden cocoons for everyone that is going to go into the ceremony with me tomorrow. Mm. And because I want all of us to experience a beautiful energy and there was like this very like stream people would come in the center and the healer will be like doing things people will throw up like very stream things so i was like okay let's create a bubble of protection around the ceremony so everyone is safe mm -hmm. and then i don't know it's like became very natural then i stepped into leading and i finally stepped into having one-on-one -on -one sessions just because I feel that intention is the most important thing. And because I had that intention of loving and protecting and creating this bubble of protection where people can do and be anything and say anything that is being bothering them, them let all that, you know, like um, dark stuff come out, let all that sticky stuff come out and not feel ashamed of, of that, just see it for what it is and then, transmuted within that bubble mm. i it has just become really natural like if i look back yeah maybe i had it since i was really little but i didn't, I didn't understood what it was mm. that's a beautiful concept to be to feel loved by god that's um yeah that's a really profound feeling concept thought i i'm like Since wow. you were small yeah when you're small so yeah so beautiful it's interesting. I had this, um, cause I've always 
loved God, but I've never, I didn't receive the love of God. I have like, it's really like <laughs> love God ever since I can remember. But if it was like a month and a half ago, I talked about this on a podcast, maybe recently, but I was meditating. I'm like, but who are you that I love? I mean, I was like, <laughs> wait, but I really love you, but who are you? Oh, are you the one infinite creator? Are you, uh, are you a lesser than I don't love you less? Just who are you? Like, who are you that I love? And see, and for me, my journey has been to receive the love of God. Receive. To receive the love. Yes. And it's such a beautiful thing that you felt that love in it. And, and when we feel that love, look what you can create from that space of feeling loved. And that's such a beautiful, that's beautiful. We're all uh, it's a funny equation, right? Because to give as much as the both of you do constantly and like Lucas, as much as you know, you're so open about how, how rough and difficult and, you know, violating that your, your journey was, but you still loved God. So you were still pouring all of this out running from empty, like low or empty and to, and so really like if you're, it makes so much sense to me that your journey is receiving. Uh, and in, in many ways, I'm the same. Like when we receive from here, yes. like the, the quality of what we give out, the, the texture, the fragrance, um, and just the field is so much, so much wider because we're receiving from here. Mm -hmm. I don't need, you know, you to be nice to me to feel love from you. I feel all infinite permutations, combinations, vibrations of love from everywhere and from people. And that is able to, you know, fill me, nourish me, transmute me. And I, like, you know, Laurie, it seems the same for you and then spread out. And it's just Lucas in your words and Laurie and just, you know, how, you know, how both of you speak and how both of you are um, like, it's, you you know, when, when we were speaking just before this, it's, it's so apparent, like the vibration of it is, is felt in the bones for, for me, at least as someone who's been listening to your podcast for a while, Lucas, and has worked with you, Lori, for a couple months now. And like, I text her all the time too. I'm oh, like, this so happened. <laughs> oh, that is so sweet. Yeah. 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 No, it's, it's the thing is, <clears throat> the thing is that if we would, what is preventing us in moments of our lives because there's moments that become really challenging or what people might be experienced when they like why well, I can't feel it is mm. all these shields that have been created and put there by others in our upbringing society purposely <clears throat> have put all these shields because once we drop them like and it's a free will thing. He will never make you drop your shields. But if you would drop them, if he could drop them, he, she, the universe source, the vibration, the love that you would feel will be so infinite that you would literally bloom like the most beautiful tree, flower, and be so powerful so powerful because you connected to source so at the end how do we connect with that love for those that might be wondering how do i connect i want it is the star by going through those shields what are those fear shields what are those guilt shields what are those um uh guilt fear 
especially those two shields that I have or someone else has put around me that are not allowing me to fully connect with that love. Yeah. And, you know, it's like I've definitely had that. We um, in society, because we value complacency, doing something that is uh, fear causing, whether it's, you know, skydiving or doing ancestral work, um, you know, like if I tell my mom, I'm going to jump out of a plane, she's going to be like, why? Like, that's horrible, you know? And like, that's, that's natural uh, for sure. You know, your kids did it. You might be like, "Eh." Um, and it's this thing, right? We are taught um, to uh, resist fear, to be afraid of fear. Mm. But this is the funny thing. Like anytime I've it's actually been one of my guides in a, in a funny way. If I want to do something and I'm a little bit afraid, I'm like, oh, so it means I have to do it. Mm-hmm. Because like, what am I afraid of? Am I afraid that if I, so the first time, I think back in December when I uh, reached out to Lori, and again, as someone who's done, like I've done ancestral healing before, I've done a, like, you know, some version of Akashic Records, you know, like lucid dreaming, astral travel, plant medicine, like, been in those worlds and it's still I had and it's this this thing like you fear because it's just it's an unknown and it's not I'm afraid of what she'll say I'm just afraid of what and it's it part of this whole um taking responsibility for ourselves like that's where it comes right so now if she's if she shows me something or if I see something in this line of work where I realize that I am creating or propagating a pattern that is not in love only i can change it i can change it it's not my mom's fault or my sister's fault or my grandparents or the seventh ancestor like it's not no they they did what they did i change me and taking responsibility for that is it it feels i may not say this right but it feels like you're taking on just so it it feels like over responsibility and it feels like that because you're in the middle of changing patterns and paradigms but once you once in my experience at least when you press into it when you do the work there is that um and then there is now you can choose now you are truly free you can say whatever you want to me and I'll be like, wow, the, you know, Lucas, this is your experience. Sorry, I have some. And I think that is freedom, mm. right? Where I can, if you're really angry with me because of something I did, there is spaciousness. We can talk about it. We can heal it. It doesn't ferment. It's not bitter, resentful. I don't bring up things from nine and a half years ago that right. someone did. And that incident does not, and I'm, I'm only saying this because this was me, like, this is exactly what I did. Um, and, you know, I think a lot of people, it just, it's just how we all work when you, you don't heal your wounds. And then 10 years later, the wound is still there. Mm. And so a lot of how I worked with it was, you know, like gently going to the root. And if you cannot do it gently and lovingly with, with yourself. You call Lore or you work with yourself with this. Like, you know, and it's, this is the beautiful part about community. Like um, some, and I've struggled with this too. Like I'm able to do a lot of stuff cause I'm very intuitive as well. And while that's amazing, I don't have to do it alone. 
Right. I can call one of you. I can call Tracy. I can call the hundred other people yes. that I know, and maybe they're friends, and maybe they're people I actually work with energetically. And sometimes we have to. We just have to process things verbally outside of ourselves. A lot of times it's within. Sometimes it's emotionally. Sometimes you know you might have to. Um, you know, take a plant journey, like whatever, yeah. whatever the medicine is, whatever is allowing. Sometimes you read a book, Yes. you know, it doesn't matter, yes. but it's really that. And like, you don't have to do it alone. And um, it's actually, you know, we are our own worst critics. So if you keep that in mind, it might actually be more loving to work with someone that you resonate with that can love you through something when you're having a hard time. Mm, yeah. Right. And so that's this whole, this whole dynamic. And honestly, for me, oftentimes that's just rewatching Avengers movies. <laughs> it is, it is I holy. Like I rewatched all of Star Trek yesterday, <laughs> the last awesome. two days. That is awesome. Yeah, it's you know, my movies <laughs> are Gladiator and Braveheart. Those are mine. And oh, I those, uh, Gladiator. Yes. I always feel. Oh, have you heard the Gladiator soundtrack in 8D? No. Oh my God. Okay. So on YouTube, you have to wear headphones and how they've recorded it is the sound travel. So if you close your eyes and you listen to Now We Are Free, which is that, that main title mm. track for Gladiator, it, it just moves through your entire uh, uh, pineal gland. And it's the weird, it, like it's, it's amazing. It's, I don't know how they've recorded it. I don't understand audio frequencies, but yeah, if, if you Google like now we're free gladiator 8D, you can have it, but you have to wear headphones. So that's the only catch. Okay. I will do that. It's, <laughs> it's a journey. <laughs> I am. This is such a beautiful, it's so beautiful to, First of all, the, just to be able to create the space and share and yes. you know, just let people listen in and join and everyone listening, you are part of this conversation with us right now. And, and you might not be able to be here audibly, but you are here. We're with you. This is how the energetic space gets created for every person. And talking about freedom. Yeah. free this is freedom is the talk yeah. and not be i said i in this course i was teaching yesterday it wasn't until i was 38 years old that i got my dad's voice out of my head mm. here i am a 38 year old father husband married 12 years father three done all the things checked off all the boxes been as successful as i could possibly be at the time but i still had his voice in my head and I was sharing with them that we're not free until it's only our voice in our head yeah. and when it's our voice in our head then that's where the fun and the creation and the openness and expansiveness comes in where we can all play together and be together and not worry about what someone else is thinking about us in the now moment, but we are holding space in the now moment. Lori, that's why it's so beautiful. We're saying like, I cocoon them with golden cocoons. Like, <laughs> I want to be, I'm cocooned with golden cocoons right now. Like, <laughs> well, Lori said something to me at our last session a couple of days ago, and it was like, fill yourself with yourself. 
Mm. I think that is, yes. you know, because on one hand, you know how you're saying you had your dad's voice in our head. So I don't have that as much. What I do have is I, <laughs> I had this, uh, you know, episode conversation with the three of us probably 80 times uh, over the last few weeks. I'm like, this is what I'll say. You know, Lucas might bring this up. Mm. Laura might say like, so that, um, mm. and <laughs> you know, overthinking. Um, but you know, part of it was, I was just very excited. So I, I will cut myself some slack there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's this thing, right. Um, and I never actually thought honestly that it was harmful. Uh, and maybe it was in, in this case, it wasn't, but where I realized it wasn't harmful, but in a way it was limiting yes. because when I was, if I'm, you know, imagining a conversation with like a friend or one of my parents, I'm like, oh, I'll say this, then they'll say this. And I just have this full conversation and the person's not even awake yet, right? Like they're, um, and so I limit and I'll, I'll then start to emote based on what I think they will say. And you know what, maybe they'll react that way, but in a changing world, I am now not even giving them the allowance to change. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I am quietly unconsciously i was sort of limiting their sovereignty programming and in the quantum field that's yeah. that's something yeah. that's something that we talk about in our session it was so beautiful because um i said mm -hmm. i challenge mm -hmm. aria by saying okay start by giving thanks for those things you dream like they're already true <clears throat> And it was really beautiful because through, <clears throat> sorry, the Akashic Records and the masters and teachers coming through, we finally understood the mechanics, the way it works. Because for those listening, we have heard that before, like, ah, give thanks for the things you want, your dreams, as they have already become true. And it's like, ah, what? <laughs> so... Um, as we were there and I asked the guides for more, you know, for more light and guidance about what that really meant. Well, they say you have your feel, your Akash, we all have. And then those three, those things that we dream of, those things that we want to be and achieve in our life, they already exist. So the relationship of your dreams, the job of your dreams like all these things already exist otherwise you wouldn't be able to dream of them yeah. they will not present in your field as possibilities mm -hmm. so they already exist first you have to believe that otherwise you won't be able to see it and then when you give thanks as they have already become true you are starting to entangle with those realities you're starting to create that golden thread of connection mm. entanglement with those uh, realities is slowly and slowly through being grateful and through love and so it will become a moment where you are so entangled with that reality that it would manifest that is cool that is really cool. That, that my mind started drifting all these things. Like, <laughs> and like, Whoa, no, yeah, that's coming. I know it's coming. And it's just. Yeah. So and I, when she told me this, I was like, no, I'm lying. Like I'll be lying oh. if I'm like, Oh, I'm, I want to be thankful for this thing. And it hasn't happened. I was like, I can't do that. Cause Tracy says that too. And I'm like, 
it, mm-hmm. I perceive like my body reads that as a lie. And so the, we were, we were joking, like I was thankful for, I think she was actually shown it. And then it, she was explaining it to me and it, it almost felt like someone was explaining quantum physics, <laughs> it's, right? Yeah. Like how, and I actually don't remember what you said, but when I, her response to me was spoken in such a way that it no longer reads as a lie. And I actually understand uh, differently, maybe more truly what she actually, and what that, what the medicine of that is, right? Like, it's almost like I have desires because source has planted them in my field. Yes. And so my desires are source's desires, are God's desires. And so it is of me to navigate the journey of desires. And my relationship with desire is like, oh, I want to do this. Um, it's been a minute. It hasn't happened yet. Now I'm frustrated. Now I'm annoyed. Who can I blame for the lack of this? Mm. And to transform that into what is, what are all of the feelings of desire? There's excitement and any desire, right? Like you want cake. Um, it's like you have that thought, that idea, that visceral, like, oh, this like tasty meal or that perfect partner or that job or that feeling, that experience, whatever money. Um, and you have it and then you maybe figure out what like the nuances of it then there's a there's an action step that is inspired with alignment you find your truth because there's a difference like you know if you want to get wealthy because your friend is wealthy and that's your motivator versus you want to you want wealth so because you want more freedom you want new wealth of the new world um and you want to create a freedom for yourself. You want to put your energy, your alignment into something different that isn't all of this current financial stuff that, you know, none of us like, Um, you know, and for, for me, uh, I found that with, with cryptocurrency and it's just Mm -hmm. something that is now playful and I don't understand it fully. I have a certain understanding of it, but it becomes play. And it's that it's a big it's a bit of a mind warp that life is actually free and abundant and easy and generous when we're used to struggle and strife. And it's like dog eat dog world, which I find like a very odd saying because dogs don't actually eat other dogs, but you know, that's a different point, but this like we're raised in competition and it's like, no, like, you know, like a pig in the mud is sort of my idea of, of, of life. Just, you know, on your back, in the sun, yeah. like just <laughs> abundant. I love it. <laughs> you're right? You're, your kids are hungry. They're, they're eating. Like, you're just good. You're yes. good. Yes. You know, puppies <laughs> is probably a better example than pigs. But yeah. <laughs> no, that's so good. I think <laughs> just having this episode and this conversation First of all, I've gotten so many chills just because like you were saying, it. I got this, it dissolves away, like dissolve, we are dissolving, removing, dropping, dropping, yeah, releasing, like all these things that are not true. And what's true is what makes us free. And so we know that where we are not most free, we are still to experience more truth in that. And it's just beautiful. It's just beautiful. And it's so cool that we, us three are having this podcast right now because Arthur, when you, 
when I told you you won and I let Lori know and she's like, oh, I worked with her before. And I'm like, it's so, it's just beautiful. It's beautiful how everything works. And then, are they, I didn't know you were, were you were with Tracy and <laughs> I like, it's just beautiful how it all works. And the soul family, this soul family, and I don't know how it's all working, but I know it is amazing amazing and we are the ones that hold space in stadiums for people to come and just, just <laughs> like so much love and just blow all that stuff away in love and gentleness and um and i just feeling so it. much coherence like just yeah. imagine <clears throat> And I miss that about live events, but uh, there's no, there's no reason why you could not have a Zoom circle, right? But mm. when the energy of two get together and then the three and then the four and five and six, that energy, that quantum field, that Akash that presents there is calling up on <clears throat> so many light beings and light from the universe that whatever intention you bring to this circle, to this stadium, to this Zoom gathering, is going to, the healing is going to be amplified by all those souls mm -hmm. with that intention. So I love, and I get chills whenever you talk about stadiums and, yes. you know, and big rooms filled with people because then the feel that you can create there is such high vibration yes. that the healing is inedible. Like it's going to happen. If you put your consciousness there, it's going to happen. Yes. It'll happen. It's, it's, it is coming. It is coming. It is what we're about to enter in the next even couple months. I was talking um, to some friends yesterday. No, we have not even people who have been in fear and this is what, this is why maybe we, we end on, not that it's my final word, but um, people are, are going to have to give account that if they believe the news and they shift their narrative, they shift their belief structure, they shift their life, they shift their being, they shift their body, they shift their everything to the voice of a talking head on a screen, whether it be a doctor, a prime minister, a president, a news anchor, any single person on this planet, then we have to give an account that we believe them as equal to Moses himself or Muhammad himself or Jesus himself or Hare Krishna himself or any great teacher. And if I say this, everyone will be like, of course not. That's insane. Yes. Yes, it is. So we are waking up to our own sovereignty right now, detaching from these narratives. And what's about to happen right now is humanity, it's going to birth, a birth. And when we, when our consciousness, when the truth gets revealed about everything, we there's no way we can ever drop below that truth ever again that we will mm -hmm. be on this new dimension that they will reveal the 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 reveal is coming that's why they're doing everything they being those that play in the dark side <laughs> and that's their choice to play in that 
they're doing everything to keep the truth from coming, but that is coming to an end and they can't stop it. And the more that wake up, the more that call it, the more that, oh. And it's with us. It's with with, us. And within us to do, like yes. you and Laura and myself yes. and everyone who's, you know, here physically listening or energetically part of this, like, like the savior isn't outside. Like That's this right. is like, it's here. That's right. right? Like your hero or how, however the, you know, whatever wording resonates with. And so, yeah, I mean, I, like, as I said, I, I work at Toronto general, so it's, you know, very, um, it's, it's hard. It's hard to see. And it, it's hard, you know, I'm having a good time, but I, I know many people who aren't, and most of the people I know who aren't, they are, they feel restricted and they feel restrained. And I, I, you know, I, I hear it, I see it. And I know, I know we're already, yes. like, already, this yes. is happening. Like it, yes. it, it, hap it will happen. It is happening. It has like, you know, that whole space time, Star Trek thing, whatever. I don't know what continuum, but whatever continuum of space time, you know, it's, it's done, it's done and it's starting. And I'm, I am so thankful again to both of you for like this, this opportunity to like come and share and just like be in this lovely, like Toronto, California triangle, <laughs> virtually like what? And just all of the conversations. And this is really such a, like, thank you for allowing this. Thank you for celebrating it and supporting it. I am just so, so thankful to witness all of this with you guys and, and witness you guys do all of this work. And oh, it's just, I am like, I am the luckiest person. Like, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for, you know, showing up for yourself. I, I heard something recently and it was that the path of healing is the most selfless path that we can do because then when we heal, we can really show up to the world to help others bloom, to help others, you know, heal, to bring up the best of you and that's what we're doing. Like whenever you show up to heal for yourself, you are like increasing the light in the world and humanity. So therefore, it's it's such a blessing when anyone steps to the healing, you know, it's to find the medicine. It's just for all of us. Well, I just love you both. Thank you so much for coming on. And, and Arthi, thanks for being vulnerable and sharing your story because that was so one much. of my questions. Like if thinking, well, if someone does this session and is willing to come on, like how's that? Yes. Gonna it's such a beautiful thing to hear your journey on it and, and in it and with it and through it. And, and my sister, Lori, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> You're so loved in our home. You're so loved in our home. Thank you. And, and everyone blessings to you. And thank you all. Just, just today, loosen your jaw, just loosen your jaw and, and just receive the love that is available for all of us. Because in this very now present in between time moment is the fullness of all that we seek and all that we desire. And I just love you all. And I bless you all. And thank you, dear sisters. And before you go, like, yes. let's just give away another session. Because, right. <laughs> you know, like, 
we have to spread the healing and the love and and i you know what i i just you know i just love to give more well, of that you, i love that this is beyond it's amazing what what number who's the what what are they let aria let aria choose oh. the number um i like three Ooh, so the third person okay and what do they say? What are they? What is there a word they say? What about what you say? You tell me. What what word? The third person that says what? Allow. Mm, that's oh. so good. Okay, that's it. The third person that messages me on Instagram, DMs me and says allow is going to win another or a win a, a free session with Lori. And Yay. I'm so excited for this person. As you have won a session, this is the best present you can give yourself or you can receive. Give yourself and receive it. Like I am whoever you are because you already exist and you've already won the session. I, you are amazing. And I don't know who you are in this point in time, in this moment, but you are so loved and supported. It is mind blowing how loved you are, how loved we all are. And it is so incomprehensible mm -hmm. to the human mind and even the human heart in some ways I find, but you are so loved and I am so, so glad for you that you have allowed yourself the gift of this session. So congratulations and thank you, future present winner. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Dear sisters, again, thank you. I love you both. Thank you for coming on and sharing and everyone, my dear brother and sister. There is so much more to explore and receive beyond this dense, low vibe energy that is being controlled and run through the airwaves of media. Explore beyond it. Go into nature, feel and find the cadence and rhythm of truth because truth has a cadence and a rhythm. Your heart, the two chambers of the heart, gives, receives, gives, receives, gives, receives. We get to receive that we may give. We give so that we may receive. This, this cadence of nature is available for every single one of us. And so I'm so thankful that you got to listen today. My dear sisters, again, thank you. I bless you all. I love you all. And I will talk to you on the next episode. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for listening. For support in your journey, go to my website, lucasmack.com.